Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Okay, welcome to the show. It is Greeny here on ESPN Radio. ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Hembo. Evan Cohen in for Greeny today on a day in which we thought we would just be talking about the NFL Sunday, college football, as well as our constant beef, the two of us, around Josh Allen. And what was maybe the game of the week, the year, and definitely the game of the week, yesterday in the NFL, Philadelphia and Buffalo. But breaking news, the Carolina Panthers have fired their head coach, Frank Reich. Frank Reich was in his first season with the Carolina Panthers. He was 1-10, was a disaster that team has been all season long. Bryce Young has not showed the progression that you wanted to see in his rookie season. Frank Reich has now been fired two years in a row in season last year by the Colts, this year by the Carolina Panthers. This is now the second coach fired this season in the NFL in season. Josh McDaniels with the Raiders, the first one, and the second year in a row, we have hired, had a head coach in the NFL fired in season during his first season with that team with, of course, Nathaniel Hackett of the Denver Broncos a year ago. And all signs point back to the owner of this team, David Tepper, who fired a coach in season last year. In Matt Rule, after five games, who's now with Nebraska and has done so again this year. And I think back to that press conference, Hembo, that Frank Reich had in October where he started talking about ownership and different philosophies. And I think he put himself squarely on the hot seat then. And all of this in combination with the fact that C.J. Stroud, Houston Texans, that they passed on, looks as good as he looks and they gave their first-round pick this upcoming season to the Chicago Bears, which is likely going to be number one overall. Chris Tabor taking over their special teams coach as their head coach. So in essence, they passed on Stroud. They passed on Caleb Williams. They passed on Drake May. They have Bryce Young. And they don't have a head coach. Good morning, Hembo. They've got the bleakest <laughs> outlook, I think, of any team in all of sports right now when you consider the context of all of this. But I have a very difficult time casting the blame or putting the blame really primarily t- on anyone except for the owner. You meant you, 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 excuse me, you neglected to mention that this guy also fired Ron Rivera midseason in 2019. Think about that. The Panthers have fired their head coach midseason three times in the last five years. I'm not sure there could be any greater illustration of franchise dysfunction and ownership meddling than that. Where they find themselves right now is in an awful position. And if I'm a fan of that team, under that guy's leadership, I'd be feeling awfully bleak about the future that my favorite football team has when you consider all the things they've gotten wrong recently. I love how I just spewed off about a thousand things. And you, of course, being you, I say the one thing you neglected to mention. There was no focus you could have given me on any of the things that I chose to mention just the one thing I neglected to mention. I'm the guy who, like my <laughs> wife will do a 500-piece puzzle. She'll fill out 497 pieces, go get a cup of coffee, and I'll finish the puzzle. 
That's what I just did for you. But that's what I'm here for. Is it, is it not? Like, what, what else am I here for if not to finish your sentences? You're here for a lot of things. You just offered one unbelievably strong statement in that there's no team in all of sports with a bleaker future than the Carolina Panthers. We can open that up at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Dr. Pepper call in line here on Greeny. Evan Cohen from One Sportsman, like uh, 6A to 10A Eastern time in for Greeny today. Here's the thing. I don't look at Bryce Young's career as ruined. I look at Bryce Young's career, though, already as troubled because he may never be able to see a level of consistency that we're now going to assume that C.J. Stroud is going to see. Now, that said, Trevor Lawrence has had this happen, right? Trevor Lawrence has had this happen a couple of years ago when Urban Meyer was the head coach, fired in season during his rookie season. And now Trevor Lawrence is a top 10 quarterback at worst in the NFL. And they are going to make the playoffs this year. They made the playoffs last year. That if they make the right change, then all of a sudden you're headed in the right direction. The problem is, as you have pointed out, you did not neglect to point out, Mm. the trouble historically with David Tepper as an owner in that all of these different coaches have come and gone. Why would we have faith in him to hire the right coach? And that's the problem. That's, that's the biggest problem here. I don't think it's too soon to say that Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud was a mistake. We already have enough evidence that says that. But it is much too soon to say that Bryce Young will be a bust. But I think if you've decided already that Frank Reich just can't be the guy that develops him and takes your franchise into the future, then I suppose there's no reason not to fire him midseason. He would be the concern I'd have. I'm looking at the QBR leaderboard right now, my favorite quarterback stat, in which Mac Jones is 28th, Zach Wilson is 30th, and second to last on that leaderboard is Bryce Young, who is 29th. He has shown me absolutely nothing this season that demonstrates that he has a chance of being a franchise quarterback. We've seen plenty of quarterbacks struggle as rookies, but he is struggling mightily as rookies and from where I sit hasn't even really shown the traits like there's been nothing that you can even dream on in Trevor Lawrence's first season by the way under Urban Meyer who had no pro track record unlike Frank Wright you at least saw spasms of greatness and when you're watching Bryce Young all you experience if you're a fan of that team is spasms (laughs) because he has he has shown you nothing he looks like a really good college quarterback who is on the fast track on the fast track to bust and the only thing that they have to get right now is whomever they uh, find to replace Frank Reich and fill out that coaching staff. That person's job is going to be to resurrect that kid's career who is really talented, who is one year removed from being the person we all thought should be the first pick. But my goodness, that feels like a long time ago. Yeah, and again, if you're just tuning in, Frank Reich has been fired after a 1-10 start to the season with the Carolina Panthers. He is the second coach in season to be fired this year. Josh McDaniels with the Raiders, the first one. Which, by the way... Same energy for Frank Reich and Josh McDaniels. Can we do that? Because here's the thing that people don't want to acknowledge. When you're not with the Patriots. See, this is interesting. I'm a Patriots fan. He's an Eagles fan. We have kind of the, the, the family tree involved here a little <laughs> bit when you're doing the compare and the contrast of the two guys that have been fired so far. Because people, understandably, I get it, the big bad Patriots, they hate on them. They want to point out how bad Josh McDaniels is as a head coach. And that he should never have another opportunity to be a head coach in the NFL again, at least on purpose, maybe on an interim basis. But I'm, I'm an understanding of that and in agreement of that. Well, let's have the same energy for Frank Reich, who's been a disaster 
right? Frank Reich, there was a time in Philadelphia, you know this better than anyone, where people would do the, well, was it really Reich or was it really Peterson? I think we know it was really Peterson with Reich. He won the Super Bowl. He's done a great job in Jacksonville. They win yesterday in a game against Houston. 58-yard field goal missed by Matt Amendola. Was on the couch a couple of years, uh, weeks ago on a 4th and 12. Should they have gone for it a different day maybe? We have that discussion. You know, and then he's done a good job, obviously, in Jacksonville. Wright gets fired in season in Indy, wasn't very good, gets fired in season in Carolina, was awful, and called out the owner of the team, which I don't care how bad the owner is, unless it's something of inappropriate nature, to call out your boss publicly is probably not the smartest thing. Let's just bring that same energy to this guy and say, he can't coach again in the NFL as a head coach. Uh, Frank Reich will not be a head coach in the NFL again. That is now clear and obvious. To be clear, though, in 2017, what Frank Reich did with the Eagles in winning a Super Bowl with Nick Foles as his quarterback was remarkable. And getting a head coaching job in Indianapolis as a result of it was perfectly fair. His his reputation when it comes to developing quarterbacks is beyond reproach, or at least it was. But Indianapolis can do some things to a man, obviously. And this situation in Carolina honestly, is one in which I'm not sure almost anyone could have been successful. And I would say so much so that they're not going to get their A candidate. They're not going to get their B candidate. Who wants to go there? There's only 32 of these. No, I'm not not suggesting that they're going to have a tough time filling the job because any head coaching job is so desirable. But if you're a a, a coach, let's let's say a coach with options, that's going to be the very last option on your list given the state of the program, is it not? Depends on what else is out there because you are getting a quarterback that you and I are saying we can't write off yet and that can the quarterback overcome ownership. What's the better job? The Vegas job or the Carolina job? I actually think the Carolina job. You think the Carolina job is more favorable than the Vegas job? Well, again, where where do I have a quarterback? Where do I have a better chance at having a quarterback? Well, it's not. The job, okay, this is the thing. Where do you have a better chance of having a career versus where the better job? The career and job, to me, are always two different things. Yeah. Career is when you're working in your profession of desired choice, but you're not making enough that you also need to do something on the side. You get a job mm-hmm. to work in your career. The, the career is long-term. The job is short-term. The chance at long-term success is always do you have a quarterback. Mm-hmm. In the case of Carolina, they may. Is Aiden O'Connell the guy in, with the Raiders? Well, I guess what I'm saying is in, in the case of Carolina, you may or you may not. <laughs> But in the case of the Raiders, you can start from scratch in that sense. And I wonder if some coach might look there and say, I can't win with Bryce Young. Nobody can win with Bryce Young. I'd rather take my chances at going into the unknown in Vegas where I could potentially pick my own guy. Because in Carolina, that's not going to be an option. What David Tepper is going to do is find the coach that convinces him in that interview that he can fix Bryce Young. That's going to be the only thing that matters to him. There's so much more, though, to building a program and to coaching an NFL team than just that. So I wouldn't... I wouldn't make that my white whale. I would have that obviously be a big part of what I'm doing, uh, of my pitch, but I would much rather uh, coach the Raiders right now than the Panthers. All right, the hashtag crew, uh, Cam and Bubba, want to jump in on this. Were you shocked by this? I mean, I don't think we can be, right, with what happened today with this this firing? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I'm certainly not shocked. I mean, as I mentioned in the Google Doc yesterday, I don't want to say I saw this coming, but, I mean, I was hearing some things. You know, I'm no reporter, but, um, you know, I, I... like you mentioned the word bleak, I think that's the perfect. As I mentioned in the Google Doc, you did just, the world you see just the wa- Google? You just pissed, I, didn't, uh, I didn't even see the Google Doc. Yeah, well, I, I saw it. Bubba did. Bubba was very hot on the Panthers you didn't, you didn't coming the into today happened? before the firing happened. So he, you know, a little premonition from Bubba. Well, today. Let me, let me. I don't know why. I don't know why you didn't see it, Evan. That's just. Poor. I didn't know it was on until like five minutes ago. No, that's not true. Let's not get ridiculous here. All right. Well, so I'll set. Let me set the stage for the rest of the world who's not. 
allowed in our Google Please. Doc. I referenced how the Panthers fired Matt Rule, and they have three years left on that contract. They're paying him. probably some, Most of it's probably offset by Nebraska, but nonetheless, Frank Reich has three more years after this, uh, so he had a four-year contract. So are they really going to be paying basically three coaches for the next couple of years? Plus, they have the Bryce Young situation, which is a disaster. They're seeing what's happening with Houston. It just seems like they're they have a no. Their future is like you said. Bleak is the perfect word. If if mm-hmm. I'm a Panthers fan, I would have no faith in honestly David Tepper right now. Everyone was so hell bent on getting Jerry Richardson out of there, but so far, what has David Tepper done that would give you any indication that he is qualified as an owner at whatsoever? He's shown me nothing right now to say this guy can can get you out of the promised land. Well, all of that fair. So if you're going to rank the worst things that's going on in Carolina right now? Is it that the league approved the sale to Tepper? Is it that they chose Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud? Or is it that the, they have the you know merry-go-round at the head coach position? B, I think if I'm a fan of the team, watching C.J. What was B? I already forgot what a B was. The quarterback? B was the quarterback, okay. yes, yes. And the multiple choice uh, that you set up it and was then in the Google subsequently Doc. forgotten that was in the Google Doc. The answer is B. Every time C.J. Stroud throws a touchdown pass, it would kill me if I were a fan of the Panthers. Okay, stop there for kill a second. Me. Wasn't this the exact same conversation we were having about the Texans? They were literally run by the Patriots' former team chaplain, okay? Not an executive. Literally the person that led prayer services was making football decisions for them. They had David Culley for a year. They had Lovey Smith for a year. They then brought in D'Amico Ryans. They had three coaches in three years. They had no quarterback to speak of. Davis Mills was the guy that maybe possibly could get you to somewhat, almost maybe hypothetically borderline respectable. So weren't the Houston Texans kind of the Carolina Panthers before the Carolina Panthers in some way? Maybe so, but that's what having a quarterback can do. It can provide the deodorant and make anything else smell good. I mean, D'Amico Ryan has done a good job with that team. Great job. But I think C.J. Shroud might be having the best rookie quarterback season of all time. And it's one thing if Bryce Young was failing on his own. But when you have to view him through the prism of look at C.J. Shroud looking like this, like someone who's going to get down-ballot MVP votes, that's what has to be so incredibly painful because not only do I, did I choose Young over Stroud, I traded up. I gave away the number one pick in the country this year, my second-round pick next year, DJ Moore, the kitchen sink, and the guy who I brought in to coach him is already gone while C.J. Stroud is shoving in Houston. That would just yeah, kill Yeah, it'd be one thing if you were like, all right, well, we, we're going to give up on Bryce Young. We're going to take our first pick this year. We're going we're gonna to move on. But they don't even have a pick. <laughs> so they're, they're stuck with Bryce Young for multiple – because like you mentioned, yeah, the Texans, they just moved – it's one thing to move on from Davis Mills and say we're going to reset everything. But how can you reset everything with Bryce Young? I mean, so you're, you're hoping that Bryce Young can be fixed is what you're saying. He has to be. You have no other choice. Let me, yeah. ask, you, let me ask you a crazy hypothetical. Let's say, for argument's sake, the Giants, the Patriots, let's use those two, don't finish in the top two of the draft. Would either of those two teams give up their first-round pick for Bryce Young right now? Right now? Oh, definitely not. Okay, there's where your problem is. Do you agree? I agree, and that's where the problem is. That if you're a quarterback who you drafted number one overall, one year later, could not get you a first-round pick. In the top 10, maybe even deeper into – would the Raiders give up the 11th pick in the draft as it sits today for Bryce for Bright I don't now? even know if I'd give up a second-round pick for him. <laughs> I think some team would give it to. But I think the fact that you have to pose the question and that we're going to get a variety of answers is the whole point that you're trying to make. It is, it is a disaster 
there and there. I guarantee you, there are teams that right now wouldn't even have a second grade on a second round grade on Brace Young. To Bubba's point, based upon the body of work, it's so incredibly unimpressive. Again, just tuning in, Frank Reich fired Carolina Panthers, second year in a row. They fire a coach in season, third year in a row. We have a coach in season in his first year fired, Urban Meyer, Nathaniel Hackett, now Frank Reich. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance, insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs, for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you could save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Evan Cohen in for Greeny along with Hembo. Coming up, the game of the year in Philadelphia. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Greeny, the podcast. Hurts on a quarterback draw. He's at the five. He's in. Touchdown. The Eagles win. Hurts does it again. Hurts does it again. Are you kidding me? We have a mentally tough group as well as, as physically tough that just stuck with it and kept fighting and it turned. The call. Merrill Reese, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Eagles over the Bills yesterday, 37-34 in overtime. It is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and on your smart speaker. Presented by Progressive Insurance along with Hembo. Evan Cohen in for Greeny today. And if you haven't been to an NFL game yet this year, what are you waiting for? Vivid Seats has your back for all of your ticket needs. See every tackle, every touchdown, and every play live and in person with great deals on great seats plus Vivid Seats rewards. You can earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for us fans. That's why they offer unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, and more. Just visit excuse me, VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. We're going to get to the game of the year, what could have been the game of the year in Philadelphia and Buffalo in just a couple of minutes. But again, if you're just tuning in, 
Frank Reich fired today as coach of the Carolina Panthers. Adam Schefter has put it out there, ESPN NFL insider, of course, that Frank Reich's 11-game tenure as head coach is now the shortest in the NFL that they've had since 1978 when San Francisco fired Pete McCulley after nine games with the Niners. So, um, very short tenure, obviously. I want to um, get to the phones here on the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 in a second. But, Hembo, I wanted to add on to one thing. You asked about the most bleak outlook yes. for any franchise in sports. But if we keep it to the NFL and you did the compare and contrast with the Raiders, here's what I would say. Right now, in the moment, the outlook is more bleak or bleaker. Is that a word? You bleaker. Bleaker? Like Bleaker yeah. Street. Yeah. No, I know it's a street. I just mm. didn't know if it was a word. Spelled different. Yeah. Um, the outlook is bleaker right now for Carolina than almost any team. But Carolina at least has a 1% argument, let's just say, of we can find our way out of this because if that guy who we drafted number one overall, Bryce Young, is good, we're going to be okay. Yeah. No, that's 100% right. But that if looks like a longer and longer and longer shot every, team, every time I see him drop back to pass. Like, it's one thing if... If Trevor Lawrence is your quarterback, obviously year one in Jacksonville was a disaster, but we could explain most of those things away. And you at least saw the traits with Trevor Lawrence. He also had the college track record that says, yeah, this guy is a like, uh, you know, sure, surefire first thing. Can't mess him up. Type. It's also physically enormous. Right. Um, Bryce Young is physically the opposite of enormous. Like, he looks like a punter. And so when I'm watching Bryce Young play, I, I, there's only so much that coaching can do. There's only so much coaching can fix. Because he's not like Kyler Murray in the sense that he has a thick lower body, he can run everywhere and evade tacklers. Like, he wasn't that kind of runner in college either. It's also not obvious to me that he's going to be able to work the middle of the field as effectively because of his height. So you're going to have to ask a coach to effectively coach around some sort of built-in deficiencies, which is not something that you should have to do for the player drafted number one in the whole country. Mike in North Carolina joins us here on Greeny on ESPN Radio. What's up, Mike? Well, I was just calling because when you have an owner that looks like Mr. Magoo and you have a front office that doesn't know what they're doing, I'm not saying Frank Reich is not some of the blame, but he's not all the blame. I'm 66 years old, and their offensive line couldn't block me. (laughs) Well, I've watched bits and pieces of Carolina games, and I'm not even a real Carolina Panthers fan, even though they're in my state. But every time I've turned them on, they can't block, and they have no weapons. Yeah, well, this is, well, they have one weapon, and Adam Thielen has had a heck of a season individually. But this is the thing that's even scarier if you're going to add on to this. And nobody is saying it, it is exclusively one person's fault in Frank Reich, but he is the person that obviously, you know, takes the hit on this. If you look around what they actually have here on their staff, this staff was built to actually help the quarterback position. If you think about it, Reich was a quarterback. They bring in Thomas Brown from the Rams, who everybody loved. Offensive guy. Parks Frazier was the guy that took over with our very own Jeff Saturday last year as his offensive coordinator in Indy. All right. They have Josh McCown as their quarterback's coach who interviewed for head coaching jobs in Houston and people think is going to be a good coach one day and obviously played forever in the NFL. And oh, by the way, they have Jim Caldwell, an offensive mind, Peyton Manning's coach. They have him as an offensive assistant as well. They literally built a staff to try to help the number one overall pick in the draft grow. 
not physically, but with his, with his play. <laughs> That's how they built this staff out, and it's not working. John in Raleigh, North Carolina is on Greeny on ESPN Radio. Yeah, it's, this is very, very bleak. Can we get a two-for-one announcement with Reich and Fitterer, the GM, being gone? This is a guy that told us we were a quarterback away after last season. And, you know, Bryce Jones got to be a magician to just be able to throw the ball away. Much less look down the field and find somebody that's open. Yeah, I mean, listen, the reality is if they fired the GM, that may be justified. But who picked, who picked Bryce Young? The GM. Did he? Or do we think the owner picked Bryce Well, Young? that's a great question. I don't know. I don't have any knowledge of the inner workings in Carolina. But, I mean, if you're going to read the tea leaves, I think you're making a pretty good point. It seems like David Tepper has his hands on a lot of things and is yeah. sort of fantasy football-y in terms of the way that he makes his decisions. Oh, I'm going to add this guy. I'm going to drop this guy. But in this case, this, these are real people who's he, who he's hiring, who's, who he's firing with families and all the rest of it. So, look, you, you might be right because there was a lot of scuttle in the pre-draft process that it was C.J. Stroud who they moved up for. We, we saw Frank Reich at least hint to that in the comments that he made last month, which you uh, previously articulated. It's a very tenuous position there, considering all of the sort of variables going on. But at the end, the colors are right. Like the owner, and the G- like these are the people who have, to, who have to shoulder the blame publicly, but they're not the ones that ever lose their job. Yeah, I can't fire you for you picking who I wanted you to pick and hiring the head coach that I told you to hire. Right. I can't blame, I mean, I can blame you on that. But it seems illogical. All right, it is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM80, your smart speaker. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Evan Cohen in for Greeny today. Now, along with Hembo, of course. So it would have to take a lot for us to get off of the conversation, especially for you and I that are both enamored by the, the evolution of Josh Allen and the evaluation and analysis of Josh Allen to get off of an Eagles 37-34 overtime victory over the Bills yesterday. But a firing of a head coach obviously has done that. Yesterday, to me, spoke to everything that is Josh Allen currently. Josh Allen, at times, during the course of this game yesterday, was phenomenal. Not good, not great, phenomenal. I thought they made so many smart moves, him running the football, two rushing touchdowns, him hitting the tight end and running backs out of the backfield, and kind of, at times, dinking and dunking to be safer than normal. I even thought, with 20 seconds to go and a timeout at the end of regulation after an unbelievable field goal from 59-60 yards after Jason Kelsey had inexplicably two false starts on the same drive for the Eagles, that taking a knee was really smart. There were so many good things. But in typical Josh Allen fashion, what he always does is he always puts you in a position to win and he always puts you in a position to lose. At 24-21, they have the lead against Jalen Hurts, who's clearly the MVP right now. And of course, Josh Allen does what he did for the previous seven games in a row. He throws an interception. Jalen Hurts comes back, scores a touchdown, three of four passes in the end zone for Jalen Hurts. They go to overtime, where Josh Allen is now 0-6 in his career in overtime. And there's a miscommunication, which I'm not solely putting on him with Gabe Davis, but there is a miscommunication to potentially win the game. Josh Allen puts you in and takes you out of more games than any other quarterback in the league. So, Hembo, before we even get to the Jalen Hurts and Philadelphia part of this, that was both the great and the terrible of Josh Allen yesterday. Yeah, it was the most Josh Allen game that there ever was. They, they, they gained 505 yards of offense, the, the Bills did. He had 420 of those yards himself, passing and rushing. He also only took one sack on 57 dropbacks against that pass rush, which is really, really hard to do. Let's keep in mind that they hung 34 points on a defense 
that over the previous month, both Miami and Kansas City had their worst games of the season. The Bills scored 34 points and gained 505 yards. So it was a masterpiece in some sense. But in order to beat Philly this year, you have to basically be perfect or you have to have Zach Wilson. <laughs> and unfortunately... The obvious too. <laughs> Zach Wilson is going to be the answer to that trivia question someday, and it's definitely going to be in whatever book I write then. But either way, uh, I, thought Josh, humble brag. I thought Josh Allen was, or, was inarguably the best quarterback in the NFL yesterday. And I can live with that one turnover for the four touchdowns that he got me and the fact that he gave me a chance to win that game, which almost no other quarterback in the NFL could have or would have. Uh, Jalen Hurts could have, would have, and did. I mean, what are we talking about? If, if you're saying if uh, Jalen Hurts quarterbacked the Bills yesterday, they would have won that game? I'm, if, if you just flip the two quarterbacks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Josh Allen would have given the Bills the ball. He would have. I mean, I put a poll question up at Evco Radio during Unsportsmanlike weekdays, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, and I want you to answer this. I want everybody on the show to answer this if we could. Josh Allen is the reason the Bills are always in it or the Bills are always out of it. Well, I think you know I already answered your, your poll question. I think you can probably guess what I answered. They're always in it. I thought Josh Allen was brilliant yesterday. I don't know how you could watch that game and your primary takeaway be but that one interception that he threw or that one miscommunication at because the very end. it always happens, Hembo. It always happened. I praised him up the wazoo. I love the way that, th- that they're, like, what Joe Brady is doing. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know that Joe Brady would have, their new offensive coordinator with Ken Dorsey fired. I don't know that Joe Brady would have done that if not for Ken Dorsey fired. In other words, if he was just the offensive coordinator to start the season, I don't know that he would have been as conservative as they're, they're now playing, which I think is the right thing to do. I think as a result of Josh Allen turning the ball over and making mistakes and Ken Dorsey getting fired, I think the, the contrast is to do it this way, Right. But I like what they're doing. I'm praising Josh Allen. I'm also telling you, I just always anticipate the mistake because it's always there. Here's the thing, though. If, if the Bills had been quarterbacked by almost anyone else yesterday, they're losing the game by two touchdowns, and they're not even giving themselves a chance. What Josh Allen provides you is a chance to win practically every game. He's not flawless, but complaining about Josh Allen's turnovers is like saying that Aaron Judge strikes out too much or, the, or saying that... That prime James Harden took too many step-back threes. Like, when you have a guy that good... He did. When you have a guy that good, and thus he becomes your system, you have to take the trade-off. You accept the trade-off. Josh Allen played a brilliant football game yesterday. The only time he turned the ball over, over was a really, really clever, like, scouting interception from James Bradbury, which is one that you can just live with. And Josh Allen, by the way, also led the Bills to scoring drives after both Philly turnovers. But when you say you can live with it, the, the Eagles then scored, took the lead right after that. Right. Right after. If he's right. so good, giving the, the other team the ball is not going to be helpful. So you're not going to have any issue with the fact that the Eagles gave the ball away twice and that Josh Allen led scoring drives after each of those two? No, I'm not because I've seen Jalen Hurts do this and figure out ways of winning. I've seen Josh Allen do this and figure out ways of losing. Mm-hmm. I saw Jalen Hurts go down and tie the game. I saw Jalen Hurts go down and win the game. So what you're there, there are also too many doing, examples of winning. Sure, but what you're also then doing is that you're blaming Josh Allen for his kicker missing two kicks. You're blaming Josh Allen for the fact that they played soft prevent defense on the drive in which the Eagles hit the field goal to even send that game to overtime. You're ascribing too much blame to the quarterback. If, if the Buffalo kicker hits a couple chip shots or if they don't just allow five consecutive dump-offs out of bounds on the drive that the Eagles tied the game at the very end, and then, by the way, they hit a 60-yard kick, Buffalo wins the game and it's a different conversation. See, I actually think I'm giving them him credit is what I'm doing. Hmm. Because I think once you ask that question that I am asking at Evco Radio on Twitter about does he keep you in games or take you out of games, I'm acknowledging the fact that this guy 
has the ability to be, and many times is, a great quarterback. Leads the league in touchdowns, leads the league in interceptions, right? He's got both on the resume. And the way I look at it is once you've graduated to that level, I have to hold winning for you or against you. I'm not looking at the aforementioned Bryce Young and judging him on winning yet. I'm mm-hmm. judging him based on development. He, is, he, being Josh Allen, has already shown me how good he could be at football at times, and well, no, all of the time now, I need to judge him by winning. Like People always go to the comparison of Brett Favre, and I refuse to do that because Brett Favre won a Super Bowl and was in another Super Bowl and lost. He is, as you and I have, have discussed many times, he is more a Dan Fouts, Phillip Rivers, Warren Moon. I believe we've brought up those guys in terms of the elite offensive numbers, but never puts you over the top. I, like there's six and six. You could bring up the defense, special teams, and coaching mm-hmm. all you want, and you're right on all of it. But if you're so great, you're six and six. Yeah, I think an eight straight turnover, eight straight games with a turnover. Very rarely is there a a monocausal explanation to this. And on, I'm sorry, what was that word? Very rarely can you just point to one thing as to why oh, a what team was that word? I actually want to know monocausal. One okay. cause. Right. Okay. Obviously. So very I mean, rarely. It seems pretty straightforward. Yeah. yeah. I, I just know I, I got it pretty does quickly. Make sense. Yeah. I just it does slipped make sense. it in for ab- absolutely no reason. I mean, it's a perfectly good word to use. But here's the thing, guys. The Bills would be three and nine if anyone else was their quarterback. We're holding Josh Allen's greatness against him in this discussion. By the way, the Eagles are 10 and one now, and we haven't even got to them yet. But as it relates to Josh Allen, the, he, he played one of the games of the year yesterday. And what you're doing is you're telling me that one interception that he threw, a play in which we have to give kudos to the defensive player for jumping the route and knowing what was coming, which sometimes just happens. Like sometimes the defender just makes a good, makes a good play. One out of 57 times the Bills asked him to make a decision, that happened. And we're saying that that was such an egregious mistake that somehow we're going to pull, pull the cover back and say, you know what, Josh Allen is somebody that you just can't win with. In reality... The Bills coaching and the Bills defense yesterday let that team down. Did that turnover cost them? Yes. But so many other things cost them so of much course. more than that. Yeah, it's not monocausal, as I always say. No. I mean, uh, it's stereocausal. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, Bubba and Cam, answer the question I put up there. Josh Allen is the reason the Bills are always in it or always out of it? I mean, this is unfair because it's both, but if I have to pick one, he is the reason they are always in it. I, I think you're holding Josh Allen to the standard of winning but you're not holding the rest of the team, Sean McDermott, the defense, to the standard of winning, too. I understand that. Because they're not as good as him. I understand that's what mm-hmm. happens with elite quarterbacks, but they also have a, a, an expectation and a standard to live up to. They've had a lot of injuries that they aren't able to live up to uh, quite to their standard that they usually do. But Sean McDermott made many questionable, I think, decisions at the end of that. And the defense for the Bills has just been unbelievably unclutch in the end of these tight games this year and a big part of that is is the injuries they suffered but Josh Allen was the like Hembo said was the reason that they scored almost every single one of their 34 points yesterday Bubba yeah I'm gonna go 51 49 he is the reason they are uh not in it Mm. because because of all the what basically all the stuff you say the interceptions the turnovers those I mean I agree with what Cam's saying for sure Sean McDermott had a lot of questionable things and he probably should be fired um, there there's a lot of other issues for sure and Allen is extremely talented but when it comes down to it we're t- t- too many times we're having the same conversation every Monday where it's like Josh Allen did this if only Josh Allen didn't do that and at some point he's got to stop doing that so. I'm going slight edge that he's the reason they're uh, not in it. Yeah, and in fairness to you in your argument, Evan, is like how many 
how many times does this need to happen before I and the other nerds sort of meet you in the middle? Because they've lost six games by a combined 26 points. They've lost no game this year by more than six. Last year, they lost three games, all of them by six points or fewer. So in the NFL, when we're talking about 51-49 games, winning and losing in the margins, at some point, the decision-making of your quarterback does have to play a factor. And I do wonder if we take play-by-play, drive-for-drive, if you look at Josh Allen in sort of a more, sort of more micro lens rather than zooming out the way that I do and say, look at the touchdowns, look at the QBR, yeah. if you can sit and point to individual decisions and say, these are ways in which he should get better even if it doesn't show up in the box score. There's more on this game. Game of the year yesterday in the NFL, arguably. We also had the games of the year in college football coming up. You guys can be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call online. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. The ones fans deserve. That's 888-SAY-ESPN. Coming up. Is the Iron Bowl actually better than the game? We'll get to that next. It's Screeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. It is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM 80, and on your smart speaker, we are presented by... Progressive Insurance, along with Hembo, Evan Cohen in for Greeny today. Breaking news within the last hour or so, Frank Reich fired head coach, Carolina Panthers, 1-10 on the season, first coach in NFL history per stats and info to be fired in back-to-back seasons, in-season, right? Right. The first coach ever to be fired mid-season in back-to-back seasons. <laughs> What a claim to fame, huh? Wait, if Cam and, and Bubba are going to make fun of me, i got to make fun of Cam. Cam put in my notes, Frank Reich is now the first coach in the NFL history to be fired in back-to-back season. That would be mid-season, right? Mid-season. But is it also fired in back-to-back seasons? I can't imagine that it is. I will I see think if I can find you that answer. Though. I think that's first since the merger to be fired at all in back-to-back seasons. 
So Ooh. he has both, in essence. Yeah. <laughs> He's the first to be fired in back-to-back seasons. Somebody found something they were good at. Oof. How about that? Sorry, Frank. Right. He's got a family. and Come on, you know. I love Frank Reich. Seems e- like it. Eagles OC, got us a Super Bowl. I also think that you slighted him a little too much comparing him to Josh McDaniels, hmm. but that's an Here's the thing. Even time. if his record is better with Indy than Josh McDaniels was in Denver or in, in this scenario with, with the Raiders— the stink is on him, unfortunately. Yeah. Like it, I don't think it's quite as much on him. He's not going to be a head coach in the NFL. I agree with you. I think that he, he will not be a – I mean, to get a third chance would be really rare. No, and Really rare. Some of these guys need to knock on the college door. Hmm. Some, like, I think Josh McDaniels would be actually a very good college coach. And, like, Interesting. It would not surprise me if all of a sudden you saw him spend a year with Saban, mm-hmm. who we started his career at the Michigan State back in the day, and I just wonder, you spend a year with Saban and you've got to get on that radar. But anyway, neither here nor there. So um, that is something that just obviously we're, we're talking about today with the firing of Frank Reich in season here. But we mentioned college. College football had an unbelievable weekend. Michigan beats Ohio State 30-24. to Michigan has now won three games in a row against Ohio State. Ryan Day is 1-3 and Michi- against Michigan and 40-0 and against the rest of the Big Ten, if I'm not mistaken. And he is now very much on the fan hot seat. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he's actually on the team's or the school's hot seat, but the fan hot seat. Like, I will tell you this, Hembo. I truly believe the Ohio State fan today, if she or he was given this option, you can either go to the college football playoff. I'm going to guarantee you a spot there. Or you can fire Ryan Day. I think they'd fire Ryan Day. Oh, today they are out for blood. I, I'm on a text chain with a bunch of Ohio State fans, too, and they are as pissed as you might imagine. And honestly, I have a really tough time pushing back. Like, do I think that Ryan Day should be fired? Absolutely not. I mean, the notion that there are even half a dozen coaches in the country better than he is, I find to be absurd. I think he's a great coach. I think his, his record speaks for itself. But... Ryan Day was outcoached on Saturday by a guy that was coaching from his couch. And Ryan Day coached the end of that first half and settling for a 52-yard field goal instead of going for it on fourth and two like he had the way better team, which over the last three years we've learned he absolutely does not. The other thing that Ohio State fans will point to, fairly or unfairly, is that he has had a great quarterback situation over the previous four years. We're seeing right now how incredibly talented C.J. Stroud is. And he was also given Justin Fields basically as a ready-made like Heisman contender. He's gotten four straight years of extremely high-level quarterback play. This year, he's had to figure it out a little bit with Kyle McCord. And what's the result? That. Kyle McCord was the reason that the Ohio State Buckeyes did not beat Michigan on Saturday. Well, I, I understand what you're saying about Harbaugh in terms of a guy coaching for his, from his couch. I think it's unbelievably unfair to do that this Sharon Moore. Oh, sure. You know what I'm I saying. Mean, he, right. But like he did an outstanding job. Yeah, he'll be he, the head coach at Michigan next year, I think. I don't know about that. I'm st- I actually am still of the belief that Harbaugh is going to come back. Really? Yeah. I, That's I, an upset. I, I'm up. That would be an upset. By the way, Chris Canty suggested that Sharon Moore be this morning on Unsportsmanlike 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern that Sharon mm-hmm. Moore be the head coach of Ohio State next year. That's what, <laughs> what CC said because he thinks that Ryan Day should be gone, which again is just a crazy notion. Give even, me a 10 second synopsis of why CC thought that or thinks that. Because he proves he can win in that game. So that game. Because Ryan Day has not proven he can win in that game. That game is so ridiculously important that I actually find it to be absurd. I find the level in which the importance of that game over that of winning a national championship, I think is ridiculous. The fact that Ohio State fans today, as you said, are, are more 
obsessed with the idea of beating Michigan. Then, and Beanie Wells was on with us on Unsportsmanlike last week, the former Ohio State running back, and he said he would rather beat Michigan than win a national championship right now because of the fact that it would be three in a row, which it is, if they didn't. And I think the level of that rivalry and the clarity in which the fans look at it is so absurd on so many levels. Also, that game is great and all. The Iron Bowl's better. Whoa! <laughs> it is. I mean, how many moments have we had in the Iron Bowl that is just remarkable? What we saw on Saturday with Jalen Milrow, who if ESPN bet will take this bet, bet on him for 2024 Heisman right now. He's going to win the Heisman next year. But this guy is so awesome. And that fourth and 31 after mistakes prior, completing that pass, the Milrow miracle, the nightmare Jordan Hare, whatever you want to say, it seems like we've had so many moments over the course of time where that is a thing at that stadium or in Alabama where those moments are so much greater, believe it or not, than the Michigan-Ohio State moments. I mean, I think that the Iron Bowl is magnificent. But the hatred that Ohio State and Michigan share is next level. It really is. But I think it's illogical. I'm actually now starting to get turned off by how illogical that hatred is because to value that game over the ultimate task and to make that game the ultimate task when you are that great of a program, to me, is a turnoff. Hmm. I actually believe it's a turnoff. It's an interesting thought. Well, it's my thought. It's Greeny. Never mind. On ESPN Radio. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.